This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Sports Biz Pod, where we give you behind-the-scenes access to athletes, investors, entrepreneurs, and sports entertainment. And today we have two special guests, very special guests. We have Peter Stein and Jarrett Sims, the founding partners of Turn2 Equity Partners. Both of them go way deep into the sports entertainment ecosystem within sports technology, venture capital. And now they've recently teamed up with a powerhouse team to form Turn2 Equity Partners that builds, invests, and incubates startups within the baseball community, within consumer goods, media, tech, and data, events. They've built a powerhouse team of former baseball players and executives. But Peter and Jared, great to have you. How are you doing? Thank you, Nick. It's our pleasure. Nick, that was a nice little intro there, man. I, I like what you're doing. It's, uh, it's good to be with you. Yeah, absolutely. So to give a high level, I kind of gave a little bit of high level, but let's break it down. Like what is Turn2 Equity Partners? Why did you guys start it? Turn2 is a holding company, right, for a portfolio of businesses across consumer, media, technology, uh, within sports entertainment. And, and we started it to really create a new model that we think better leverages uh, influencers in the space and, and provides a platform for ownership that uh, doesn't quite exist within the traditional venture model. Peter captured it well. I'd say, you know, we saw how, firsthand how we can really change things from the ground up in amateur baseball and how data is provided to the NCAA and uh, the professional ranks and uh, really take a disaggregated space, make sense of it uh, from a tech consumer media and uh, events uh, perspective with those being our uh, core focus, um, each of those uh, individual buckets there. And, uh, you know, as Peter mentioned, also changing the, uh, the model as far as uh, how venture works uh, for sports tech, we feel like there's a better way. So Peter and I, you know, put heads together and, and, and you know, figured out that uh, this is something that we wanted to pursue a long time ago. And we've made, you know, tremendous strides and really happy with the team that we've built. We've got a great group here. Amazing. So, so with the team you have, can you just highlight a little bit, like, how did you guys pull this together? And can you maybe highlight some of the maybe six to eight key people that you have involved? Like, how did you guys recruit this team and kind of give a little bit of a, a bio about, about them? You want to go chronologically, Jared? Uh, why not? Uh, so Peter and I started out informally together as partners, uh, friends first, figuring out, you know, knowing there was something here. Um, and we began, we began building steam as uh, the first call I made was to Dusty Baker, um, who has been like a father figure to me. And, you know, I just so tremendously appreciate everything that he's done in, in my life and, you know, made so much sense given the focus of the business that he would be involved. Um, and uh, simultaneously with Dusty joining us, Jim Duquette uh, came on as a founding member. Um, and uh, we kind of were off to the races from there. 
uh, both Jim and Dust, the new Bobby Evans, um, you know, because of the Giants connection as far as Dusty, Bobby having been there for 25 years, and then Jim being a former uh, GM, fellow GM with Bobby. Uh, so he joined us around the same time as uh, John Hagley, who Peter, I wanted to jump in and uh, you can tell everybody about yeah, that. Yeah, John is a, a longtime sports tech operator with a, a track record in, in media and emerging technology that, that's super impressive from early days of NFL to Yahoo Sports to Van Wagner uh, and, and to most recently um, exiting a blockchain ticketing company to Ticketmaster. And so we brought, uh, brought on John as the, the operating uh, executive. And then soon after that, sort of our first acquisition in the space was uh, Din Mann, who was one of the founders of MLB Advanced Media, and he's uh, leading our media efforts. And uh, I guess I'll tease to Jared that there might be one more, but I think it might be premature to formally say right now. But uh, Jared, I'll, I'll let you say it or not. Yeah, we'll sit on that for a minute. We're really excited about someone who's joining us here shortly, whose pedigree is really unmatched in uh, baseball and certainly has crossover uh, uh, relationships and, you know, business concerns in other sports. So we're really excited. We'll tell you all about that very soon. I will say this uh, from past experiences. I've been on, you know, winning teams, whether it be, uh, you know, playing ball uh, or in business. And um, most recently, coming off of, uh, you know, an experience where I knew that it was crucial to build the right team. Uh, that was something that was a really, really strong focus. Um, great partnership, Peter and I have, you know, we go back and forth, we have fun, we work hard, it's nonstop with us. Uh, but it was really, really essential that we have the right group riding with us. Uh, because, uh, again, from a recent experience, know that that's, that's everything. Um, so leave it at that yeah that's a great point and and uh for that kind of recap like former mlb legends general managers technology executives you guys have kind of a very well-rounded team that really sets it up and um kind of a little background as well you know myself has been kind of involved with seeing turn two from a whiteboard to really where it is right now so it's been incredible to see that traction that you guys have gotten and from myself being involved with a lot of startups as well like it's incredible the team that's on board and checked off and ready to kind of take this to the moon so kind of diving deeper into right we got a, the team and what you guys do a little bit but let's talk about baseball. Like what's wrong with baseball right now and what has compelled you guys to change the market? Uh, well, coronavirus, first of all. After coronavirus. So let's, let's, let's yeah. dive deeper into just overarching. Obviously coronavirus has, um, you know, disrupted the play and hopefully we can finish the season, but what has compelled you guys uh, to disrupt the baseball industry? Well, I mean, it's a word you hear often in entrepreneurial VC tech circles disrupt. I, I would really say that what we're doing is uh, making baseball cool again. That's been part of our, our thesis and, you know, our drive uh, in building this business. And the numbers are there to support youth uh, participation in the game. Uh, there are just some other things that we feel like could be done better. Um, you know, with regard to how data is captured on, uh, you know, young players in the amateur market and uh, certainly the cost of uh, playing amateur baseball, you know, it's $16,000 and up um, even from there to play travel ball. And you have to, you know, you fly to a, a city 
you want to bring mom and dad and a sibling and you have hotels and airfare and the whole thing, it's, it's, it could get very expensive. So it leaves a lot of folks out. So uh, that's another thing we want to make uh, this, this more inclusive. It's, it's one of our mandates um, and uh, really help serve underserved communities. And uh, we certainly feel that there's a way to combine all of the different forces in the space from a, again, going back to the four buckets, tech, consumer, uh, media, and events, um, bring the right partners together uh, where everybody can uh, sort of, you know, rising tide lifts, uh, lifts all boats. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of from the ground level up uh, to MLB. And certainly MLB has, you know, its own concerns and, and finer points and things that, you know, it's, it's currently working on, but uh, you know, there's uh, I wouldn't say we'll leave that to, uh, to others to deal with. It's certainly part of uh, um, our, our purview and, and our focus. Um, but uh, I think that uh, we have the right team to be able to bring top down, bottom up, bring the market together and, and capitalize in a way that's really beneficial to our investors. And to, yeah, to piggyback on that, the sort of arbitrage opportunity here is that MLB players have not been leveraged. Is, and I hate using the word leverage in this context, but as business and media influencers, and you hear it all the time, why isn't baseball cool? Why does Mike Trout have less followers than the, the ninth man on the NBA roster? Uh, and so there's this massive opportunity to, to, to integrate them into, into culture here um, and, and content is that driving force. Yeah, really, to, as far as the, that, that point of leverage, we talk about that all the time. It's really giving players the ability to, you know, utilize their own platform to the fullest. One of the things that we've done by resources, the way of media training and the way of other things that we're talking about here as far as I don't know if my connections, you guys can still hear me if I cut out. You got me now? We're back. We're back. Uh, we back up in it. So providing executive training, that's something that has been really fun, frankly, uh, for me. Bobby uh, Evans and I have done that for a player, uh, former player, played for the Yankees, Red Sox, and he's really become part of the family. Um, and so providing uh, not just executive training and media coaching, but other resources to really help him build and utilize his platform and build a business around him. That's something that, you know, we're doing with a number of players, uh, and you'll start to see some of that uh, pretty soon here. Yeah. yeah. So, so what are some of the players that are involved right now as, uh, you know, shareholders, investors, or um, part of the media side of things? We're going to leave you hanging on that one because we have a couple uh, stories coming out in the next couple of weeks announcing that. But uh, we appreciate you trying, Nick. Um, very, very admirable effort. Well, I mean, I could say it because I know it, but I'll just be – I'll be nice and say it. We'll, we'll wait for the official release then, if that's fair. But all right, let's jump into the, the the media side of it, right? Like, so you guys have uh, kind of a large Instagram following that you've you've uh, kind of acquired and built. Um, but talk about that. What's the strategy behind the the media side of things? Partner Peter's done a great job on that, um, and uh, I'll let him talk about that. Some of the background comes from my history at Hyper, world's largest search engine and uh, database for influencers, and we're so we're, we're utilizing some of the things that I uh, did there. Uh, but Peter's executed to a really high degree. Um, and so Peter wants you, uh, I'll leave that to you. Like, like uh, yeah, Penny so Hardaway for, to Shaq back in the day. For us, the, the media, it, it's about growing this audience, this loyal audience that, that um, is communicated through media, but that, that's this amateur baseball landscape that, you know, young baseball fans uh, creating that genuine connection and relationship through content. So that when we introduce and grow this portfolio, some of the technology, 
consumer, you know, e-commerce extensions, uh, you know, they'll be loyal and they've already proven to, you know, to convert. And so it's about building that, that audience the same way, you know, a bar stool has or um, other platforms and, and having a real purpose behind the media uh, so that there are these, you know, more monetizable extensions. And then secondly, doing it in a way that is cost effective. I think in this space, you've seen a lot of money thrown at media, but we're doing it in a way um, that is sort of very, very scrappy, um, but of the highest quality. And, um, you know, we, we've been very blessed to have some relationships to, you know, fabulous directors and, um, you know, people who can execute it in a, um, you know, in, in a low budget constraint. And uh, then the willingness of the, you know, the people to participate in it um, is obviously very valuable. And that just comes down to the, you know, the relationships of the leadership in this group at large. That's amazing. So behind the media, right, there's other, you know, what you're selling, the consumer goods or the events that you're promoting because of that. Like, talk about some of the businesses that you've already acquired or, you know, what do you look for into bringing into this whole portfolio? Yeah, so uh, do you want to take that, Jared? I saw you come off mute, but. We're looking at businesses that, by and large, are profitable, and you know it's really a good sign when, through COVID, uh, companies can not only maintain, but uh, you know there's some that we're looking at that have grown, um, and so we're looking at you know companies that can add to an already strong foundation. Um, but because we're incubating, acquiring, and investing, it's a different mix and sort of how we view that matrix. We look for companies that have. Uh, some traction uh, from a founding team perspective, you know, really smart in the vertical that they operate within. Um, and, uh, you know, traction from a B2B and B2C perspective, if, uh, if both are there, that's certainly a, a huge plus. Uh, but it really differs per sector, as uh, you've heard us talk about, again, events and media, uh, consumer and data. Um, I would say it's, uh, it certainly differs per each of those those buckets. And to add to that, it, um, it it's a it's a hybrid here that we're doing of you know true venture swing for the fences trying to make the hundred million billion dollar type of exits and then also to give the baseball analogies you know we're getting on first moving the runner over and these are maybe the the businesses that are um, cash flow positive and, and have these track records in in, in you know great entrepreneur and where really we can come in with our infrastructure and our influencers and uh, quickly up that enterprise value, whether that's just through, um, you know, kind of cross-selling, cross-promotional stuff or, or integration into the products. And that's where we like to get most excited is, uh, not most excited, but most um, creative is, is with the deals that we're able to structure, uh, particularly in the, the sports tech market, when you have a sort of, um, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of companies trying to do, uh, you know, innovative things and but they're not always scalable to the nth degree but if we come in and, and help them get there through baseball and um and kind of spin out at times then we, we've really been able to uh kind of address some of the the issues that are are, are uh, keeping companies stuck in the sort of sea desert with adventure yeah that's a great analogy with uh you know getting home runs and hitting dingers but it's also great to you know get 
get first base and second base and um, you do that well. But let, let's talk about COVID as well, because um, what we're seeing right now with baseball, um, this, this podcast set to release tomorrow on Tuesday, there, it's still in the air. I think this season's going to happen. And that was kind of initial issue that you originally brought up. But let, let's unbox COVID a little bit about how that's kind of impacted professional amateur minor league baseball and, and what that really means. So from a macroeconomic or, or really high level, looking at the space from 30,000, 40,000 uh, feet, you've got teams that are losing money uh, at the professional level. Um, you know, I think that uh, it's been the case that COVID has exposed something that has been going on or was going on prior uh, to the pandemic um, as far as uh, events and travel ball at the amateur level and how uh, you have such a disaggregated space where there's just different parties sort of fighting. I'd say that, um, you know, COVID's basically accelerated different trends in the market, uh, both at the amateur and, and professional ranks, um, you know, on a, on a number of different levels, uh, really. Yeah, so to Jared's point, it's, it's exasperated or, you know, what was already coming or made it happen quicker and exposed it. Um, and, you know, the, the sad reality is that it's, you know, we're going to feel the effects for a while. And, and I don't think we fully know what, um, you know, what, what it looks like on the other side in, in 2021. And, uh, you know, why we really want to create a, a solution that, that is affordable. And, um, you know, like Jared said in the beginning, sort of inclusiveness being our, our true core value. That's amazing. So I guess maybe like final question to kind of uh, wrap it up is like, all right, 10 years, we fast forward, Where's turn two equity at? Like, what's the big vision behind this? Well, we'll still be here in 10 years. We got a lot of work to do. Um, we know we're going to have a number of uh, successes along the way. If we keep our heads down and work hard and, um, you know, do the right deals, I think we'll have uh, you know, exits from the portfolio. We'll continue to incubate, you know, different, different companies. Uh, we're excited to unveil two different properties at the, uh, you know, Q4 and, and Q1 of 2021, respectively. And, um, you know, I'd say, you know, the, the, the sky is, uh, is the limit uh, just to tap into a, a cliche on, on uh, I'm sorry, I got the family here. So it's, uh, it's distracting. COVID has, uh, that's certainly been the case that, uh, you know, it's changed, it's changed things on the home front. I got Elmo coming at me over here, but sorry to, t to digress, but 10 years from now, uh, you know, to quote Diddy, we'll still be on top. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to even try to top that one. Thanks, Peter and Jerry, for coming on. Um, great, great. This is what here. I was talking about. Here's Elmo. It's all about the fam. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So thanks for the time. Um, for everyone listening, go to at turn the number two for IG turn2equity.com or turn2equitypartners.com. Connect with Jared and Peter on LinkedIn. Stay in the loop with all the other updates that are coming up. Uh, but again, thank you, gentlemen, for coming on. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it, Nick.